0: Hi, you're listening to Spotlight on Broadway Radio. I'm your host, Janetessa Fox. With us today is Tony-winning actor and singer Chuck Cooper. On Broadway alone, Chuck Cooper has played a vicious pimp, a bus, a dryer a racist senator, Lord Capulet, a slave reclaiming his name, a Russian aristocrat, a Jewish Russian peasant, and now in Choir Boy, he is playing the headmaster of a boys' prep school in, uh, in Aaron, sorry, Terrell Alvin McCraney's Choir Boy, currently running at MTC's Samuel J. Friedman Theater. Uh, Choir Boy has just extended its run for an additional two weeks and will, for the time being, close on March 10th, although after two extensions, who knows, uh, we could see a transfer. I certainly hope so. Mr. Cooper, thank you very much for being here with us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: uh, before we get to Choir Boy, I'd like to talk a little bit about what brought you to this moment. Your career goes back more than 35 years. You've taken on an amazing variety of roles in some very genre-pushing shows, and a lot of which you were involved with long before they made it to Broadway. Can we start with what got you into performing and how did your career begin?
1: Wow. Well, um, I guess I have to hark back to my high school days uh, or maybe even earlier than that. I I often say that I was uh, raised in the theater because uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, I went to nursery school in, uh, a a community settlement house called Caramel House, which is one of the oldest community theaters in the nation. And my father, my father was an actor there. And, um, I have always been around the theater since the time I was a toddler. And, uh, but I didn't seriously uh, look into it as a, as a career path until I went to college. Um, I just happened to, uh, in my freshman orientation, I got the, uh, my advisor was a professor in the School of Theater, and uh, I had sung in in uh, choir in high school and whatnot, and they asked me what my interests were, and they suggested that I try the School of Theater for my freshman track, and I did. And it kind of stuck <laughs> nice so, yeah that that's kind of my way in, I would guess,
0: and how did you make your way to broadway what was What were some of your earlier roles in New York?
1: oh my gosh well i um when i I came to New York in 76, bicentennial year, and I gave myself i told myself I' give myself five years to get my equity card well, I got my equity card the first week. Nice. Uh, wow. Doing uh children's theater for what a uh, wonderful company that was then called Performing Arts Repertory Theater, which is now Theatre Works USA. Oh. It's uh, one of the largest uh theater for young audience uh companies in the country now. And uh I got oh. my uh, Jay Harnick gave me my equity card doing um a production of Young Mark Twain and I went out on the road doing that, and then they hired me again to do Freedom Train, and I did that, and that led to some regional theater here and there, did the Rignond, and um, finally I got a shot at a Broadway show. Uh, my first Broadway show was 8-Minute Corner, uh, directed Hi. by Phil Rose. Um, don't ask me what year it was, <laughs> but um, that that was kind of... The Bounty Road to Broadway.
0: At what attracts you to the roles you play? You've done an incredible variety just on Broadway alone, not even counting the uh, the off-Broadway runs that you've done. Uh, what attracts you to these shows and these characters?
1: I I, I think it's karma. I, I, you know, it's, it's not like I... Think oh I want to do this now. It, it, these things have just come to me, and I've been so incredibly blessed to uh, have a, a broad swath of of uh, material to work on, um, uh, which uh, I I I marvel at myself. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell you uh, what I did, other than I I kept showing up, and when I got an assignment. I just tried to do my best and make sure that uh, that I was, um, you know, giving a hundred percent to whatever story we were trying to tell at the time, and um, I just I just lucked out <laughs> really. with
0: a lot of hard work. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: So you've been involved with quite a few productions long before they made it to Broadway, sometimes years in advance. Uh, mm. Starting with, I think, The Life. Uh, you did that at the Cherry Lane, I believe. I was. Uh, oh from- well,
1: no, we started that down at Westbeth Theater.
0: What that was uh, it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, down at Westbeth. Yeah. I think that was like ten years for, oh, wow. for Cy to get that to Broadway. And um, mm. imagine Cy Coleman taking ten years to get a show to Broadway, but. Uh, you no. Know, uh, that's what it took.
0: That's what it took, and and that was the first time I saw you on stage. Uh, you know, absolutely knocked me over. Fantastic performance. What was uh, it like to evolve with that show over the years Uh to see it change? How did you change?
1: Oh wow, it was it was really kind of a wonderful experience. It was a torturous experience because obviously we all wow. wanted to 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 move sooner than ten years. And uh, at, at various points, we uh, we gave up, um, or at least I should say I gave up, maybe. Um, the whole time, Cy uh, was insistent on Lilius, myself, and uh, Sharon Washington being in the show. The show uh, originated at the West Bath with Joe Layton uh, at the helm as director, and then Joe passed, and uh, they uh, moved on to Michael Blakemore, and and we thought for sure when when uh, they switched directors, we'd be you know he the director would want his own cast. And so I, um he stuck with us. He insisted that we were the ones he wanted to do these parts, and sure enough, uh, that happened. Michael Blakemore, we we met with Michael, and he approved, and uh, and so we did a million more backers' auditions at Marty Richards' Living Room. Finally, they got capitalized to the point where they could do a production, and uh, we got it up and got, I think, 12 Tony nominations.
0: (laughs) And Uh, you got your award.
1: uh, Yeah. Melissa won, and and I won. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was an amazing performance. How did you create the character of Memphis, and how did the character change over those years?
1: I... I don't know that I can say how I did that. Um certainly the I just drew from what was there in the text, which was rich and full. And uh basically I used my imagination and I played Let's Pretend. <laughs> which is kind of how I always do it. Excellent. <laughs>
0: To very good effect clearly
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very old child uh, i I never lost the ability to play, and I think that's key in, uh, in for for an actor. You have to be able to risk fail and discover what what you you learn from that risk and that failure, and in that process you you evolve.
0: What did you learn?
1: I learned that I that I can recover from failure and that I can make new discoveries. I learned that um, that my instincts are good and that when I have a strong instinct to follow it. And uh, I've I learned that um, there is that this is a wonderful path and calling that I've embarked on. That. Um, It has. um, It's not a way to get rich, uh, in uh, rich monetarily, but there is there is a karmic currency that um, that is that is in play, and um, the the process of working with incredible artists uh In the theater, which is a massive uh collaboration of so many different people um, the the being involved in that process over and over again uh, enriches my life so so greatly that um uh, I couldn't put a value on that.
0: So, yeah, another show that you helped bring to Broadway was Caroline or Change. How did you make a dryer and a bus into such powerful characters in that (laughs) musical?
1: Well, I will have to say first that I had plenty of help from Mr. Tony Kushner and Mr. Dean Tesori and Mr. George Wolfe and all my other um, compadres in, in that exquisite collaboration. That wound up being Carolina Change. Um, it was it was a an amazing journey of discovery because none of us knew what it should be. Uh, I, I don't think even Tony truly had 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 what we wound up with in his brain when we started. Um, really, and so. Oh I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean Tony can speak on that for himself but um uh it it, it was such uh, an amazing journey in that respect. I mean the bus alone uh we must have used gone through I don't know four or five costume designs to come up with what the bus was. <laughs> Everything from a full on bus with headlights and windshield wipers Oh, to wow. to what we wound up with, which is basically the, the messenger, the griot New Orleans messenger bringing in the bad news.
0: And for both of them, I mean, you made them into distinct characters in mm-hmm. Caroline's mind. What goes into creating a character out of essentially inanimate objects?
1: Well, again, uh, it, it it's the text. Um what what we are given in the text that we can found kind of upon, and then there are the visual elements of costume lighting set, and whatnot that that all contribute so it's it's a collaborative effort um that we all just go well this 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 character needs x, y, and z, but this character needs a, b, and c and uh and we work on that and and try to uh, try to get folks to believe us.
0: <laughs> nice. And then uh you joined Amazing Grace when the show was in Chicago and came with that to Broadway as well. Uh what attracted you to the role of a P- P- I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm oh I feel terrible. Pakuta? Was that the how the character's uh, name uh, was uh uh,
1: was, uh P- P- No, P- I'm sorry. I said that wrong. That was the joke name we used to call it. Oh no, uh, really? um <laughs> I think it was Pakute.
0: Pakute. There we go.
1: Was the pronunciation that we used.
0: Pakute. What attracted you to the role?
1: They offered it to me.
0: <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's that's certainly appealing.
1: Yeah, well, so you it. didn't
0: have to audition for that one.
1: No, no, I haven't nice. had for a Broadway show in a while now, which is kind of wonderful. <laughs>
0: uh Yes, that's that is wonderful, fantastic, uh, and. I, From what I heard through the grapevine, you were able to drive some changes in that script along its journey. Uh, Is that, in fact, the case?
1: That is true. Um, The writer of that piece was a first-time writer who was writing the book, the lyrics, uh, book, the lyrics, and wrote the music, and um, he needed some help. And uh, uh, I was able to, um, I I, I should take. Total credit for it because uh, uh, Josh uh, Young and I and, and uh, the director—we all kind of uh, we knew that this this one little section needed some help, and um, and we were able to massage it into something that was workable. And uh, and I and I I did participate in that, and um, and it, and I think it did make the show better.
0: Definitely, I and. Mean- when you first read the script, were you thinking there were moments that you could contribute or was it just something that evolved organically from the rehearsal process?
1: No, well, from the beginning, it was clear that there that work needed to be done.
0: And they were receptive to your feedback?
1: Sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs>
0: As always happens. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: so. Now, Choir Boy, which keeps getting extended, uh, I got to see the show uh, just a little while ago. And beautiful writing, fantastic performances. Uh, you were involved with this uh, in 20, the 2013 off-Broadway run. Could you I was. T- yes. How did you get involved in the show? And, and that was not Broadway at the time. Did you have to audition then,
1: or no? Uh, that was they offered it to me. Um, uh, I guess Terrell and maybe Trip who are familiar with my work, and they uh, offered me the part, which I took, and, um, and we did our first stab at it, which was, you know, a, a good stab, and uh, we learned some things, and, and luckily we uh, got a chance to come back at it and, um, and flush it out even more.
0: Yes. Can you talk a bit about the flushing out and how it's changed over the six years?
1: Or, well, I guess closer um, to five years. Uh, there's a choreo wonderful, wonderful choreography that's been added uh, by the incredible Miss Camille Brown, uh, and I think that has helped it out immensely. Um, their musical numbers have been um, fleshed out uh, and and they're they're a little fuller um the uh story has been sculpted more around the character of Ferris, and it really is his story now as opposed to before it was a little slightly less his story i would say um and so uh those uh, also the um the number of choir boys as it were it has been increased so uh, the sound, the the vocal tapestry of the piece, because it's it's all a cappella music. Uh, right. It's much fuller now. And uh, and so it's been enriched in, in, in all those ways. Now, obviously, uh, 2018 and
0: 2019, a very different time from 2013 when the show first premiered. How do you feel the play's Place in the world has changed uh, over those few years
1: oh my goodness wow. that's a, that's a deep question because uh, <laughs> we are in a very different place than we were back then
0: <laughs> yeah we really are that's <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> um, that said, um, uh, what can I say about how it lives now uh i I I think there's something that I think the stakes are somewhat higher now um just because we're in a time in the time of forty five I can't say his name mm. um, uh the intolerance and the the bigotry and the racism is uh right out there now, and so um our play deals with uh with homophobia and and intolerance and so um, in that respect i think it's very cogent and uh very relevant and 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 more visceral now than it was back then and it was it was so then but uh uh things have been amplified
0: sure uh, the audience, the night that I saw it, was just electric. They were cheering. They were responding. Uh, was this similar to the run in 2013? Or has the audience response changed with the changing times?
1: Uh, I think is uh, perhaps the more visceral reaction now, but it's a bigger show now. It's, it's, uh, it's a grander show. It's a Broadway show. It was, uh, it was an off-Broadway show before in, in both its size and its scope. And so, um, while I'm sure people really loved, uh, what we did, uh, five years ago, uh, there's more space for that, um, appreciation, uh, in our, in our current production.
0: So two extensions so far, uh, think there's any chance of a transfer or an open-ended run?
1: I don't know, because Mr. Jeremy Pope is about to go off and do his next Broadway show. Yes. (laughs) Ain't too proud. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure he'll just be brilliant in again, because he's crazy talented. Because he's brilliant, (laughs) yes. Yeah. yeah. Really. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Um, MTC doesn't really... I don't know how much their focus is on, on transferring things. And, and when you go into the, um, the blood sport of commercial theater, uh, that's a whole different kettle of fish and a whole different budget and money thing. So, uh, I don't know if that's where they're going. I don't know if, if, if we have, uh, achieved a, a degree of accolade or, or, um, or, future sales that warrant that kind of a transfer. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I have no idea.
0: I certainly hope so. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: just loved it. Uh, so you are also the patriarch of an acting family, uh, Lily I, and Eddie. I, um, yes, they're both very accomplished actors. Uh, Alex is also a musician.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what, uh, what has it been like to see your kids follow in your footsteps and become acclaimed actors in their own right?
1: <laughs> it is absolutely glorious. <laughs> there's there's a, a Yiddish word, uh, machas. that is the only ah, word that I can can uh, put forward to describe it. It is the joy and pride that one feels from uh, when when children do well, and I, I feel that in abundance.
0: Was there any concern? I mean, there's that old cliche of the parents saying, "Oh no, don't become an artist." But since oh, you had oh, done, oh no,
1: and not 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 for a second, because uh, they grew up in the home of an artist, and they were present for all the, "No, you can't go to camp because daddy's not working," or "No, you can't have the new shoes or the new this or the." you can't take this class or you can't do this and even worse, you know, they there were art eviction notices and and all manner of uh uh trials and tribulations uh as as they were coming up being the children of an actor. And so they are completely well versed <laughs> in the vagaries of being an artist. And so their choice is 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 an intelligent choice because they have lived it.
0: So will the Coopers become the next Barrymore's, do you think?
1: Uh, I, I think so. I think we're I, going to supplant the Barrymore's.
0: I hope so. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and uh, your insights on your career. And you know, congratulations on the extension. I hope the show lives on and more and more people get to see it. It really is a treasure.
1: That's uh, very kind. Thank you so much.